Hey guys, it's Sahana from the For Us Not To Us podcast. And today I have an absolutely amazing story about the experience of a lifetime on a hike that I recently went on. So, um, yeah, so here's what happened, right? I, we were, my family and I, uh, we went to the Valley of Fire State Park in Nevada. It's near Las, it's about an hour drive from Las Vegas, uh, like 45 miles. So we went to Vegas, uh, we stayed there in a nice hotel, uh, and then we went, we drove, uh, we drove to the Valley of Fire on Wednesday. So we got, we got there on Monday, spent Monday and Tuesday, uh, Monday evening, really, and Tuesday exploring uh, Las Vegas. And then Wednesday, we went to the Valley of Fire State Park. So we get there, and uh, I was in charge of planning the trip. So I did. I planned the trip. <laughs> uh, when I planned this trip, it was I had a really good plan. We were going to go to the fire, wave part, uh, the fire Wave part of Valley of Fire, we were also going to go to uh, this amazing slot canyon called the White Dome Slot Canyon. So we went. Uh, we started hiking the White Dome. And that, it was amazing. The slot canyon was cooling. It was an energizing experience. I highly recommend it. We went to the Fire Wave. Uh, I was with my sister. I took my sister all the way to the Fire Wave. And then my parents and I met up. All right. But after that, that's where everything started happening. So, uh, our, my family and I, we start hiking on this trail that looks like it's supposed to be the logical continuation. So we go. We hike. I'm a little bit of a faster hiker than, my, than the rest of my family, so I hike a little bit ahead. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just hiking and hiking and hiking. And it's like, okay, man, well, when is this going to end? So I check, I look down at my compass, I look down at everything, and just like, this, I should have been out of here some time ago. What's going on? So I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe all trails, the site I used to map out the trail had like a visual glitch or something. So I just went, kept hiking, kept hiking. Uh... I got on this trail at about 1 o'clock, and I hiked until 3 o'clock at an average mile pace of 30 minutes a mile, right? So what I was doing is I got 4 miles uh, out off trail. Yes, and then I'm like, wait a minute. This cannot be right. I, like, this is, like, I should have already been there, been back at my car like what is going on (laughs) so i check my watch and i turn off the workout and i check the gps feature and sure enough i'm off trail i have just like beelined off trail so i have no idea how to get out of there (laughs) so what i did was okay well i had i just i decided for myself that I had like an hour and 29 minutes after before sunset sunset was at 429 it was like three 
So I said, okay, well, I have an hour and 30 minutes before sunset. I'm gonna just going to try and go. So that's what I did. I tried to go. So one thing I learned here was, like, what would have saved me at this point? I was four miles off trail, right? What would have saved me from going all the way four miles off trail would have been to set up a quick, cheap, low-test, low-tech test that I could do in my mind using the resources I had. So from this, like looking back, I learned a very valuable lesson from those four miles. Set up a quick, cheap litmus test that you can just do in your mind so like maybe i should maybe when i was a mile off trail uh i should have just said wait a minute this isn't right let's check my let's check the map let's make sure that i didn't miss a turn but i didn't do that well yes i did check the map but what happened was i was confused as to where i was so i kind of just assumed that i was on the right track and that I was moving forward. So after that, I kept moving forward. I kept going. I and when I and then I turned around. So that's what I learned from those four miles. Now I started heading back. I started retracing my steps. Um I start so I started walking, you know? Walking and walking and walking and walking. I tried to get back on trail so I could get out of there uh and I kept walking for the entirety of the two hours but I never got back to where I was and where I was supposed to where I needed to be so I couldn't find my way out so now I started getting a little worried right like as any person would I started thinking like Oh my god, what is going on? Something might happen. <laughs> I might get bitten by a bug. Uh, there's all these possibilities and the sun is setting right now. And I am nowhere close to getting out of here. So all of these possibilities flooded my mind and I got nervous. I had all the symptoms of nervousness. My mouth was a little dry. But then... I took a breath. I took a deep breath and I kept walking. I set myself on the right track and I kept walking. But I still didn't get to the place I knew I had to be. I saw a couple landmarks, but I still didn't get to the place I needed to be. As it turned out, before I was before when I was hiking towards when I was hiking off trail, I hadn't hiked four, but I had hiked five miles off. So when I came back, I was walking slightly slower, trying to recognize the landmarks, and I had only traveled two of the mi- of the miles that I had off trailed. So what I did was I went up, I went up a. So I'm like, okay, well, I should, pro- I should be back, right? I've been, I've been hiking for an hour and 30 minutes. It wasn't two hours. It was like an hour and 30 minutes. I've been hiking for that long. I should be almost back. What's going on? Or if, if I'm not back, I should at least be able to see 
the ending of the trail if I go high enough. So Valley of Fire is known for its huge domes of dirt and rock. So what I did was I climbed up one of the dome one of the domes of dirt and by sheer luck I got a notification on my watch. And that notification was from Timu notifying me that my package had shipped. So I'm just like, hold on, why do I have a Timu notification on my phone? I'm in the Valley of Fire. I'm not supposed to have cell service, or I would have called my parents already. Why am I getting a cell notification from Timu? So I checked my phone, and I had one bar of service. So what did I do? I'm like, okay, 911. I'm going to call 911. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you what I learned in retrospect from this time. I learned that no matter what, even at whatever point I am, whatever preventative steps I should have taken, could have taken, none of that matters. All that matters is the present moment. All that matters is the Timu notification that comes to my phone and tells me that I have service. Because I like if I had sat there and dwelled about how nervous or sad I was, I wouldn't have like I wouldn't have gotten that notification. I wouldn't have paid attention to the notification. But I learned that because I was living in the present there, in that moment, I was fully in the present, I was able to heed that team notification and call 911. So I do it the first time, uh, and I'm talking, and all of a sudden the call cuts. The service went out. So I go a little higher, uh, maybe like, I walk maybe like 30 yards, and which is slightly, which has like maybe three, four, five, like ten feet higher, and then I do the call again, uh, and it works, but it cuts out again. So at last, <laughs> I find this rock that I have to. That I'm like, okay, I'm gonna climb this rock. So I find this rock, and I climb the rock, and like I go up. Uh, maybe I'm, I've climbed like 10 feet above where I was before on this like precarious rock. And at that point, I get like one, one bar and it's flickering between one bar and two bars of LTE service. So I'm like, okay, this is my chance. <laughs> I'm going to call 911. So I called 911 and they're like, hey, you're... Okay, you're on a hill. We've gotten. Have you called? Have you called us before? And I'm like, yes, two times. Uh, my reception cut out, and I'm like, okay. Uh, th- sorry. They're like, okay. So, we're sending people, rangers from a state park here. Let me connect you with one of the rangers. So, sh- the nine one eight agent somehow magically gets this gets this ranger on the phone. His name's Ranger Randy. And he told me, hey, we're getting a team of rangers ready to go to your location in 45 minutes to an hour. 
we will be there and we're we're almost like we're just packing up uh us and your dad are going to are going to head up uh do you know what where your car is parked what it looks like and i'm like yeah so i tell them i tell them what's parked i tell them what it looks like and they're like okay great we're gonna go tell your parents notify your parents as it turns out as i would find out later my mom and dad had already t- like got in a ranger and said, "Hey, my son's not back. <laughs> He's probably lost or something." But or maybe not. We don't know. Maybe he's just taking longer on the hike, but we need your help. And as it turns out, uh right as that conversation was happening, this ranger Randy relayed to the other rangers and it's just like, "Okay, we have the boy's GPS coordinates." <laughs> so, right as the sunset, we they got my gps coordinates and what ensued was well they started hiking out to find me and at the time i took a video the the actual video will be on my instagram i'll post it on my instagram uh link in description of this episode but this is this is just the audio from the video so just so just take a listen real quick But I, I'm on a mountain right now. It's really dark. Moon is great. Uh, everything's pretty good, but kind of just waiting for the rangers to find me. You know, should be pretty fun. Well, uh, yeah, sitting here because nine one one told me to. Honestly. Yeah, so that was the video, and it was just a little bit like it was calm. So what I'm looking back, I'm looking back at this, and I'm saying, okay, well, I want to know for the future, how was I so calm when I was stranded on a mountain? And I, I've been doing some self reflection on that. And I realized that it's because I know that this situation is happening for me, not to me. No joke. The force not to us mentality, the force not to us mindset kept me grounded enough to remain calm, remain in the same place and follow instructions. Right? Uh, as it turned out, there were four other hikers that were also lost in the park that day and they weren't they did not stay calm and they when they called uh 911 they uh as i was later told they did like they didn't follow the instructions and they didn't they didn't stay put so as a result they got they didn't get found but they had to struggle and find their way out themselves when even when the rangers came for them uh they had to struggle and get out of the park themselves because the rangers couldn't find them and it really it added a lot of stress to the rangers it added a lot of stress to the hockey to the hikers almost said hockey players there i don't know man <laughs> but yeah um so yeah that's 
that's what happened there. So I was just sitting there and I was there. I tried to meditate a little. I kept in touch with somehow. My mom also had cell service, uh, like in the parking lot. So it's just like, so we we went to let her back and forth. Hey, hey, I'm a, I'm on a hill, and she's like, oh yeah, the ranger came and told me, uh, and it's just so we we had a little bit of back and forth, and the head ranger get, like sent me a text, gave me his number, uh, after the nine one one call. I guess he just got my number and. He sent me, and he's like, hey, send me send me your GPS location using the Apple Maps app. So I do. Send this guy, send this guy it, and by that point, these, these other hikers had already started hiking out. So they, so they go out, and they hike out, right? But the coordinates the 911 call gave them was actually pretty far from where I was. So they started flashing a light. And this other ranger guy had told me, hey, there's also four other lost hikers in the park with you. They're sub- they should be pretty close to you. I don't know. But uh, yeah, can you just... He had actually given me their location so I could relay information uh, about their whereabouts to the ranger in case the ranger didn't have cell service. So... I was sitting here saying, uh, thinking, okay, well, if there's any flashing lights, it might be them. It might not be them. Who knows? So I, there, like, this light just keeps, there's light both in this, uh, in the, there was, like, straight ahead of me in this flat area. And on, the, like, straight ahead of me in the flat area, there's light. And then also, on a hill, maybe... I was later told that it was like 600 yards as the bird flies. Um, this huge light just starts flashing. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's a light. It's flashing. I should flash back. So I started flashing my light pack. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was texting my mom. And I was kind of, I couldn't use the internet. But I could text. So what I, could, what I did was, uh, hoping my mom could, could use the internet, I texted her like hey how do you say sos with your flashlight and so my mom looked at the morse code three short three long three short i will never forget that ever so i grab so i use my flashlight i start signaling sos and somehow because he's so high my dad also got a little cell service so he i just receive a call and it's just like oh dad so i pick up i'm okay I'm flashing the light at you. Can you see me? And she's like, yeah. So I'm, I flash, I flash seven times short. And he's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's you, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. So they're like, okay, well, we've located you. Now, keep in mind, this is about an hour and 30 minutes after uh, after the 911 call and after they said, oh, we'll be there in 45 minutes to an hour, right? So this is about an hour and 30 minutes after that. And since they didn't find me at the GPS coordinates uh, that they were given, so they were actually about to send in a helicopter to search the area. But because I flashed back at them, they, were, they, weren't able, they didn't have to send in the helicopter and they actually located me so what i learned from this part of the story was 
like be like when somebody has the force not choice mindset they also are automatically they have this presence of mind that lets them stay in the present not the past not the future not in worry that lets them stay in the present and know exactly what to do and also as a result of that they also become more guided because like when like god favors them right or whatever you want to call it the higher power it favors the people who do such things so i'm i'm fashion uh, i'm flashing they're flashing back and they said okay we have an id on your location we're going to go down uh we're going to come down we're going to find you an hour later they're oh they're like oh it'll probably take us half an hour you're not that far an hour later they're still not here i text the ranger hey uh they they're not here what's going on he's like oh they ran into a cliff and i'm like cliff i didn't get down any cliffs to get here but it's just like okay whatever man uh i'll just wait so this started putting a little bit of worry in my mind but hey i told myself okay i'm a little worried i can sense that i'm going to focus on my breath i'm going to breathe and then after that uh using the technique of meditation anapana uh i recently went to this meditation retreat that taught me anapana meditation it's been truly transformative but i'll make i'll make an episode on that later <laughs> but i d- decided to do some of this anapana meditation i started focusing on my breath and my worry went away i was able to remember that life that it was happening for me not to me i was able to focus on the higher power that was helping me and yeah so at that point i made another video recording about how i was probably uh how i was probably going to do more meditation so just just uh just listen to this clip yeah So I'm out here. It's been maybe like let's see. So I sat here. Yeah, an hour and 30 minutes. Uh still haven't found me, but they're th- I mean they found me. They have my location and stuff. Sent it to them and stuff uh with the what the service I have up here. <laughs> but I'm sitting this beautiful mar- state park after dark after close with some moonlight to keep me company and i found <laughs> so just going to enjoy maybe do some little meditation i don't know but you know <laughs> this is one of the things that's beautiful but you hope will never happen again <laughs> but this is going to be a story i want to get to tell for a long time. Anyway, I'm going to enjoy um I will probably probably record another one of these if I uh I don't know. <laughs> if I uh if I finish meditating or something, but it's probably going to be like another hour here. An hour to 
enjoy this beautiful experience. Yeah, and they told me not to move, so you know. <laughs> but it's it's pretty beautiful, and uh, yeah, I will see you in a bit. All right. So I never actually made another clip, but I'm just gonna tell you what happened from here. I'm gonna just say it as if I made another clip. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, by that time it had not been an hour and thirty minutes. It had actually been like two hours that I had been sitting on that tree, uh, on that rock. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here. It's uh, it's. It's what, like 6.30? <laughs> it's about 6.30, and I had signaled to them using my light, and my dad had told me, hey, we found you, and I got excited, and then sad, and excited, and then sad, and it sh and then I just started observing, like, how this, how this cycle of your mind works. So it was a contemplative experience for me, but... As I said in the video, I said I was going to try and do some more meditation. So I sat there, did like two more minutes of the Anapana meditation where I focused on my breath. And it really, it really helped. It got me back to like the middle where I was calm, ready to deal with anything. Uh, again, <laughs> in this video too, it's been another like hour and I'm still like completely, it feels, it at least from my voice in the video, it feels like I'm, I'm, I can tell you I was very calm at, when I made that video. But I feel very calm and ready to take this situation on. So, yeah. That's exactly what I did at that point. I sat there. I did a little bit of meditation. And then... I, and then I saw the light again. I think they went up the hill. I flashed back. You know, uh, so I had this whole... I was waiting again. Waiting and waiting. It's like 6.30. They were supposed to be here at like 5.30. Keep that in mind. They uh, they said when I called 911, they're like, oh, we should be there in an hour. That would have been 5.30. <laughs> It's like 6.30 and I'm sitting here a little bit, uh, I don't know, I I was feeling a little bit in anticipation, but like I just focused on my breath, kept it in check. It kept getting later and later and later. And it, like about at 7.30, I sat there and I'm like, okay, well, are you guys going to come or not? So, but... I can't, I keep like focusing on the breath. I know they haven't forgot about me. I know, I know that they have like a hold on me. And then I hear them saying my name. Like, wait a minute, that's my name. So I start yelling back, like, "Hi, hello!" And and I'm really excited. But at this point, I decided I remember that I'm going to breathe. I'm going to keep myself. I'm going to stay in the moment. It, I could be hearing things. It could also be the four hikers who are yelling for help. They're not saying Sahanav, I don't know. But four other hikers that were lost. and I'm pretty sure I saw their lights earlier. <laughs> but that's a whole different story. So I just, I just breathe. I'm like, okay, we're just going to yell back. We're going to see if they respond. And they do. 
I hear my dad's voice. It's distinctly my dad's accent. I've heard, I've, like, we go to a lot of Tony Robbins events and stuff, so I've heard him yell, scream, shout, uh, like, at the Tony Robbins events, because at Tony Robbins events, it's really fun and really cool, but you're, you're jumping, and you're yelling, and you're like, yes, yes, and you're just, it really works, and it really gets you hyped up, but I hear his yell, and I'm like, okay, that is my dad, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's Sahana. And so they find this rock that's maybe 200 yards as the bird flies ahead of me. And they shine a light on it. And they're like, run to the light. So I text my mom. I text the ranger. Hey, they show, uh, they shined a light on a rock. And they're like, run to the light. I'm going to go. So, that, so I get messages back like, okay, be careful. Just go. Uh, so I go. I run. I At this point... All I'm thinking is participate in your own rescue. Right? That's something I learned at one of the Tony Robbins event. If you want to be rescued, you have to participate in your own rescue. And here I was, needing to be rescued, participating in my own rescue. So I ran. And I ran. And I kept going uh, until I went. I had to go down one or two hills and then up another hill and down. And then... I reached them, uh, I got down the final slope, and I saw them, and they're like, okay, well, hi, we found you. <laughs> so, I, after that, they try and go to search for the other four lost hikers, uh, and so they come back, and they're like, okay, well, it seems that the hikers didn't follow the instructions, and they moved, so... Yeah, they're like, okay, well, we'll we'll find them after we'll find them after we get you. We'll get you back. Uh, we like so they go. We we all go. Uh, we start hiking back up. The, so, we start hiking fast. And the ranger has a spare flashlights and stuff. The ranger team, the two rangers who had come to help us. Uh. And they told us, hey, so we have to get to these other two rangers that we brought with us. We have to get to them uh, for by, like, nine because, well, we, we like, were, so we were supposed to be back to them by nine. So we start hiking, 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 <laughs> keeping going. We're all really tired at this point. Uh, and then at 8.55... We're able to, like, exactly at 55, we get into their radio signal, and we ra- we radio to them. We're getting really worried that they, like, they, they might have turned pack or something, but we radio them. Hey, we got the kid, they, uh, the ranger radioed. Hey, we got the kid. We're headed up. We're in radio range, maybe another 10 minutes. So we hike, we hike, and 15 minutes later, we get there to the other two rangers and after that we we hiked uh, we hiked up the hill we went higher <laughs> and higher and eventually we got back to where I straight off trail and they took me all the way back to the road where my mom was waiting and when i saw her it was it was an amazing experience that she got out of the car and I hugged her and 
I asked my rescue team for a picture with them. That will also be on my Instagram. Uh, and yeah, so that is the story of how I got lost and then found <laughs> by a ranger team that night after sunset in a different state. So it's pretty. So that that was a that was a, definitely an experience of a lifetime. I learned a lot from it. Um, but yeah, if you like this episode, please add this podcast to your library. Please, you know, please download this episode. Please, please share it if you like this. I, it's a little bit longer than my usual episode, but had to get the story out. Uh, and yeah, I. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.